Welcome to the New Reality Show, where you can call in live for laser coaching and engage in Q&A with doctors Art Emrich and Christina Winsey. Discover how to master the power of your mind, body, and spiritual energies. Get empowered to create your new reality for more happiness, well-being, and success. Well, happy Friday, Dr. Art. Here we are again. Another good Friday is here again. Oh, my goodness. It just, it flies by, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. Just uh, luckily, <laughs> uh, they say the toilet paper theory of aging, you know, the closer you get to the end, the faster it goes. So, <laughs> How encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you're tuning in to us, two crazy guys or gals or whatever, gal and guy, uh, this is uh, the New Reality Solutions show on BBS Radio, and we're so happy you've joined us. Um, the purpose of our show is to help people and give them practical tools and tips to make life better in all areas of their lives. We always promise that we're going to uh, let you walk away with some free gifts, some free tips that you can do at home. Um, we love to help people with anxiety, stress, uh, but also personal development, growth, and holistic living. So I'm Dr. Christina Winsey, and my co-host is Dr. Dr. Emrich. There you go. And um, I want to, oh, I want to thank our subscribers, of course. Um, yeah. We love our subscribers. We appreciate them so much. And if you would like, if you enjoy the show, you'd like to help us keep the lights on and keep on going and providing free material for all the people that tune in, then uh, you can see the link on our show page. And we so appreciate any contributions you can make um, to and and you will enjoy the show for as long as we're on. So (laughs) if you don't get tired of us, right? Let me say a word about that too. That um, you notice the the lowest level is two ninety nine a month, and um, so you may not think that makes a difference, but it really does help us keep the lights on here and keep us uh, able to continue the show. And at that rate, each show would cost you about seventy five cents. And I find it hard to believe that you wouldn't find seventy five cents worth of value, maybe even a dollar's worth. Who knows? Well, so there you go. <laughs> please do consider being a subscriber. That helps us a lot. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And meanwhile, um, we are going to have a fantastic show. Our guest is Kevin McCarthy, and I'll be introducing him in a little bit. Um, But basically, um, you know, many people feel a bit lost. They know they have a contribution to make. They know they have gifts that can help the world, but they aren't quite sure how to pull it all together. And they also aren't quite sure what their purpose is. And so Kevin's going to talk about tonight, talk about your purpose tonight and how to find it, how to hone it, how to use it to move your life forward. So we're real excited about that. And um, he says, find your purpose, find yourself. And so uh, we're, we're, we're going to have a really good show. And you are welcome to call in and ask questions. You can call in just to join the conversation and see what, what Kevin can do for you while he's on the show. We're going to kind of surprise our guest if, if somebody calls in and, um, and or get some laser coaching. So you can call in uh, the United States direct 1-888-627-6008. If you're outside the U.S., it's dial direct one 1- Three two three seven four 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 eight three one. So that's all the business we need to take care of. Now to the good stuff, Doctor Art's tip of the week. Okay, here comes a tip. Um, as uh, in keeping with a one-word uh, title for my tips, uh, the the title for this one is Art, and that's not me. Um, uh, <laughs> um, it's called Attention Restoration Therapy, the acronym, A-R-T. 
Um, interesting study that was done recently, uh, the Journal of Psychological Science um, uh, told about this. They gave a test, and I'm going to read some of this so I'll get it right. Um, group one went for a walk along a wooded path in the Ann Arbor, uh, Michigan area, and then they took a test. Group two went for a walk through the bustling center of the city, and then they took the same test. The core finding of the study was that the nature walking group performed 20% better than the ones that walked in the center of the city. Mm. So uh, gets more interesting than this because uh, the second uh, time they went through it, a few weeks later, the two groups switched their walk. The nature walking group went to the city center, vice versa. Did the, another test. The nature walking group once again scored this time much higher than the center city walking group. Studies, it turns out, is one of many that validate attention restoration therapy, ART, which claims that spending time in nature can improve your ability to concentrate and regular time in nature and the idle enjoyment of it can um, improve um, it's the nurturing of a healthy mind. So what I want to do is encourage you to get out and let nature restore your attention to what's really important. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that that uh, reminds me of, you know, every every evening I walk my dog around this beautiful neighborhood and I'm just mm. so grateful for the flowers. It's starting to be spring and, yeah. you know, um, and I just enjoy looking at the different landscapes and things. And there's a, a waterway that goes to the Gulf from that you can see from some of the houses. It's just really lovely. And I always feel refreshed when I come back. Yeah, good yeah. for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now we get to a really good part, which is to bring on our guest. So I'm going to read his bio. Since the 1980s, Kevin W. McCarthy has taught, written, and spoken about being on purpose. Today, his crusade is to eradicate meaninglessness from the planet. It starts with your finding your two-word purpose in life using onpurpose.me, an ingeniously fast and forever online tool. In about three minutes, you'll know your purpose. Dr. Art did it, I did it, and you can do it. And we'll tell you how at the end of the show or while Kevin is talking. And um, by the way, I saw him speak years ago. He is very dynamic. It was amazing. And it was in front of a very large audience that was all about personal growth and business growth. He was phenomenal. With the publication in 1991 of The On Purpose Person, Making Your Life Make Sense, Kevin began a conversation and a movement about purpose. This was followed by the On Purpose Business Person, doing more of what you do best, more profitably. There isn't another person on the planet who knows as much about the meaningful integration and application of purpose. Kevin, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It's nice to be with you here. I appreciate that very much. And, and Art, thanks for that great tip about, uh, you know, using your name. I think you actually probably really are symbolic or personify that that uh, what was it? Uh, attentive, attentive, was it intention restoration therapy? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's pretty cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it is. I like it. It's. Uh, I had. I just ran across it. Attention restoration therapy. I'd never uh, really heard of it before, but there it was, sitting in my mm -hmm. notes. <laughs> Very cool. Very it kind cool. of reminded me when I was in graduate school. I went to the University of Virginia Graduate Business School, so I'm not a psychologist or a chiropractor or. But uh, I used to go over to the grounds, which is what they call the, the main campus. Mm -hmm. And there was a professor over there named Dr. Brown. I forget his first name, but he had a lecture hall that I would sit in just to audit like a vagabond. And uh, one of the things he used to talk about, they, they jokingly called him the running doctor. Because <laughs> one of the things he would do is he'd have students go out and measure their mood throughout the day, five times a day. They would record that and then they would go out and they would exercise, walk, run, something like that, and measure their moods. And he basically was over a long number of years 
of, of doing this with students had collected a large database that basically said just getting out and taking a walk or exercise is better. I would imagine if they'd done the same thing with people just sitting in a room, they would have scored lower than even the people that walked through the, the city. You know, it's just because yeah. of the, you get the endorphins going, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we know that uh, 15 minutes of walking relieves a whole day of stress. So, yeah. But let's get to you. Um, the core um, to the new reality solutions approach is mind, body, spirit. So my question is, how does purpose fit into the mind, body, spirit? Sure. Uh, a lot of times when people represent mind, body, spirit, and I'm not sure how the two of you do that, but a lot of times they show these a Venn diagram where these three circles are side by side. Mm-hmm. And, and the way that I like to look at it is that, first purpose is spiritual. So it sits in the spirit side, if you will, but it actually is integrative. So, you know, so it's your purpose really is at the intersection of where mind, body, and spirit connect Mm -hmm. because it really is then informing all of these other dimensions Mm -hmm. uh, in that regard. Now I actually use a different model. Uh, I tend to use more, um, you know, radiating circles, where I, I look at it and I say, you know, at your core, you're a spiritual being. Then around that, you have a mind and body. And at the center of that spiritual part is your purpose. Mm. It's your reason for being. And then around that, you would also then have your, if you're, if you're married or uh, a, a partner that, let's just call it, you know, a most special person would be that ring, particularly in a marriage relationship where it might be a, if they were married in a church or a covenant relationship uh, where they talk about in marriage, a lot of marriage ceremonies, the two become one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that oneness that's there. And then you would have the other aspects of your life around those circles. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a different way of looking at it. And it, it runs counter to the concepts of a balanced life. And it also runs counter counter to the concepts of, the wheel of life that a lot of people talk about where they put you in the middle and then you've got these different spokes of all the different areas. So I developed a different model many, many years ago that has these, these circles. Um, I often describe it. It's kind of like that toy that kids have that has a, a stick up the middle and then they have all these different things that they stack on. Yes. Uh, it, it's, it kind of, if you look down, it looks more like that. And your purpose yeah. is actually connecting all of them. All Gosh. The, yeah. The centers. Yeah. That's so mm-hmm. cool. Well, it was interesting to me to to hear about because I I have had a three word purpose for a long time. Oh, okay. And so when when uh, Christina, I did your your uh, quiz um, through her. She read out the things that I pick and you know trying to find out uh, what my purpose was. And what I discovered from that was that um, my purpose that I've been going with is learn, teach, learn. Um, that's kind of what I'm about. And what I realized is that's the how part, but it's not the what. And so what you came up with is here's what your purpose was. How you're going to do it is learn, teach, learn, but that's not what the purpose is. That's just the means. And so that was a great learning for me. To yeah. That, well, I'm, that. I'm thrilled to hear that, you know, somebody with your background and experience I uh, was able to glean that. And that's actually a very interesting and subtle distinction that you're making that a lot of people miss. Uh, I, I often d- like to differentiate between uh, the purpose, vision, mission, and values. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and the reason I talk about it is my background as a business person and, and my background as a strategy guy is that purpose, vision, mission, and values are really the core language of leadership and strategy. Mm-hmm. And so one might think that that's in the business world, but those same principles apply to one's life because we're all called to lead our lives. And so if you're confused about purpose, vision, mission, and values, then your life is more likely to be confused. Or if you're not even aware of those things or the subtle differences. So in many ways, what you're describing is when you said learn, teach, learn, um, that could be either a combination of a vision in other words, you see yourself as a teacher, okay? And, I'm, and in that sense, um, and, and the, or it could be what you do, which are your missions. So you're a learner and you're a teacher um, in that sense. The, uh, so it's, um, but what I generally like to look at is in terms of differentiating these things, 
is that purpose is a matter of your heart. It's answering the question, why do I exist? Mm-hmm. Um, and in your case, you know, you can share, if you want to share your two word purpose statement, do you remember what it was? I, I wrote it. I researched it. Well, good. It, it was connecting something and I can't connecting remember meaning. the second. Pardon? Connecting meaning. Connecting meaning. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you want, we'll, we can talk about that, but let me, let me sort of finish this concept that, you know, what sure. you have is your heart is your why. Um, your head is, is symbolizes your vision because your eyes are in your head. It's your mind's it's your mind's eye. It's what you're seeing. If you close your eyes and you imagine what the future looks like, mm-hmm. then that's that's where you're headed. Um, your hands and your feet are represent your missions. These are the things you do on a day to day basis. Um, so that's that's what you're doing or how you do it. That's another way of looking at it. And then your values reside in your throat and in your stomach or your gut. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about our values or a violation of our values, uh, we feel it in our throat or our gut. So sometimes you listen to the language we use. We talk about a gut feel for something or uh, my stomach's turning. Mm -hmm. That's our body saying that we have a values conflict going on. So if there's a listener out there, yeah. yeah. If there's a listener out there that's going through a challenge right now, what I call a tough shift. And, and if they sort of look at it and say, well, what's going on for me? Is my heart aching, which is often like, why do I exist? They might be feeling a sort of a darkness over them. That's just like, why, do, why do I even exist? I don't get it. That's a purpose question that's going on. If they're like their heads just spinning and they feel like they're out of, you know, it's just like, Oh my gosh, what's going on. Uh, I, I can't see the future. That's a vision issue that's going mm-hmm. on. And, and so for all of these, there's simple ways to clarify all of these. If they're like, you know, they, a lot of times they're like, I don't know what I should do with my life. <laughs> um, that's a mission question. Mm-hmm. And then the values would be the, the thing where I just like my stomach's turning or I, I just, I've got, I feel like I've been kicked in the stomach. Mm-hmm. That's a values violation that's going on. And so the ability to take these very important strategic concepts, because most people are not naturally strategic. Uh, there are some people that are planners, but that's, that's kind of goal setting where the strategy is, is really getting to, you know, why am I here? Where do I want to go? How am I going to get there? What's important to me? That's purpose, vision, mission, and values. And so the articulation and then the alignment of those is, is actually a fairly straightforward and simple thing to do. It takes, it takes some time, yeah. um, but um, it doesn't, I mean, in many cases, an, an hour. You know, it doesn't have to be like spend months and months and months like big companies do. Um, and then once you have that, those questions answered, um, you're now, you've given yourself a strategic advantage over your old self. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Now, one of the other things, Art, if I may, um, uh, here is when you look at learn, teach, learn, that's probably describing your vocational life. Right. You know, but I, I don't know if you're married or if you have children. Um, uh, yes and yes, but yeah. I, I think uh, I started off way early. Uh, that was my passion. I, I love to learn. In fact, if I had known about this earlier, um, I'd have trouble learning something. And then all of a sudden it would say, oh, you're not learning it for you. You're learning it so you can teach somebody else about this mm. later on who may need it and, mm. and know what to do with it. Because you obviously, I never figured out much to do with algebra, you know, but I know people right. who really know what to do with it. <laughs> so once I learned, oh, that's the reason. And all of a sudden it was like the umbrella just opened and, and I could just take it all in then. Mm. Yeah. Well, and see, what's really fun then is if you take the two-word purpose of connecting meaning, how, what does that mean to you? How does that take learn, learn, teach, learn, and add maybe a dimension to it? Well, uh, meaning is something, as a hypnotist, I'm very interested in, in what people think things mean. And uh, uh, I have a, have a difficult time sometimes uh, convincing them that there's no meaning in anything other than what you give it. The meaning is, is here. It's not out there in the stuff, you know, it's, it's what you decided or you've assigned mm-hmm. a meaning. And so uh, connecting that to the things that they want to be meaningful to them uh, mm-hmm. is really a way to connect them with their energy, you know, and their ability to, to really get on with life. And in some cases they can connect to negative energy. That's meaningful oh, sure. to them in, yeah. in a really you know, self-destructive kind of way, even mm-hmm. 
Sure. And in that regard. So again, that's where the power of that is, is if you can understand that connecting meaning is a part of that because we then um, we get our jollies in bad ways uh, because we just have some stinking thinking going on. Zig Ziglar, right. we call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. See, the other part of your two-word purpose is it, it actually influences not just your vocational work. It influences how you, how you manage your money, how you uh, – in relationships with other people where you're connecting. And it, it doesn't have to be in the professional sense. Um, how you play or how you might go about recreationally, mm-hmm. uh, books you read. Uh, movies you see there's usually something that's going on that there's a you're 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 probably taking things in mm. and, and and sorting for the deeper meaning of what is going on you know somebody can watch the same movie you know it's like a kid can watch the lion king and they think it's a fun movie with all these little animals and you're looking at it and saying oh my gosh what a life story yeah mm-hmm. type of thing so you're 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 always you know, seeking probably that deeper meaning I, I do. Yeah, look for that. I, I was always fascinated. I had high school English teachers always telling us the hidden meaning in things. I'm saying, where did you come up with that? I didn't get that meaning out of it at all. <laughs> they were always presenting a new idea. That's fascinating. So, yeah. So why do you use a two-word purpose statement? Mm-hmm. What's, you know, that's kind of interesting to me, too. Yeah, well, for I do have a generic beginning to them. And, and the generic beginning is I exist to serve by. And it's a little that's a little bit of a deceptive meaning, if you will, or a, a setup. And the reason being is, well, let me just share with you uh, two words. One, they're highly memorable. Mm-hmm. Two, I look at I look at uh, purpose as the spiritual equivalent of physical DNA. Mm-hmm. So DNA has an X and a Y chromosome. And I like to think of your two-word purpose statement as the spiritual DNA equivalent of the X and Y chromosome. Mm. Um, and so, and then the the power of it too is that when you have a two-word purpose statement as a filter, that it it really is one of those things. If you if somebody really will take this and sort of market it to themselves and, and, and look at it, and again, I'm not hung up about getting it perfect right off the bat. I mean, the onpurpose.me tool is really a fast tool, as both of you discovered, but it's, it only has 32 options on it. But, you know, we find enormous connection for people. I mean, you know, for instance, in Dr. Art, on yours of connecting meaning, on a scale of one to 10, where would you rate it? As, as being right on target? Or? Yeah, right on target. You know, if 10 is oh, like a bunch of... It's a 10. Hmm? It's right there. Yeah, it's a 10. And, you know, it's, it took three minutes mm-hmm. you know, to do it. Mm-hmm. And, it. And it gets you that sort of result. And you saw, again, a, a man as esteemed as you are and as experienced as you are, you immediately saw, you learned a, a different facet of your life that was always there. Mm-hmm. Like your DNA was always there. It was there. It's been always, you know, for the millennia, it's always been there. But not until the recent years did we understand that DNA existed and then there's a genome sequencing and all of the things that are there. Now we're really starting to dig deep into that sort of biology. But now you have this, um, this sort of spiritual DNA. And what I find is that for most people, it's almost like at the beginning of the discovery of DNA, they're, they're in a very young state or an immature state. I'm not saying that they are immature. I'm saying their understanding of their purpose is very immature. Mm-hmm. And it's because ultimately what I'm about is being on your purpose, not just because finding it is a three minute exercise. Mm. Living it is the rest of your life. And that's where it's difficult, but it's easier than not having known your two word purpose. Yes. Yeah. So would, because, would you say that people are already living that two-word purpose and just didn't know it? Or, or does this discovery really take them off in a different direction, maybe from where they were? Um, no, it's more like putting on a comfortable pair of shoes. For most people, okay. it's comfortable. Yeah. Now, I will say I have learned over the years that for some people, looking inside, I mean, it is a scary experience for them. <laughs> right. And so they, they cause... <laughs> they think that it's going to change. It's going to radically change their world. And in some cases it may, but it will probably be more of a healing 
It will, it's, it's, or it's going to make you come face to face with some realities in maybe your character or your life that you know you would just as soon not have to face, but you know they're there. It's there. Right. Because it creates inner accountability. That's the other power of the two-word purpose statement. Because okay. you are either, I, I use a light switch to symbolize it. You are either on your purpose or off your purpose. Okay. It's not a dimmer switch. It's not gray. It's black or white. It's dark or light. And, and so you are either heading in the right direction or you're heading in the wrong direction. You could be idle, but idle is not natural. We're, we're, we're moving we're um, yeah. until well, we stop moving. <laughs> let me bring up something, though. There are people working at jobs they don't enjoy, and it's not part of their purpose. It's to make money so that they can pay their bills. So when they find out their purpose and they realize the the they already know they're unhappy how can it be a healing for them what have you seen that happen with yeah. people i mean it's one of those things where sometimes for some people it's again it's it's the way they've been brought up and so i've had people that really didn't like their job let's put it this way they, they nobody really stays on a really bad job long if they have options yes okay so, but you know, some people just get in the, into a rut and they just sort of wear their martyrdom, um, and, you know, with great pride, and it becomes part of their identity in a weird sort of way. That, oh, I hate my job, but I show up because I, you know, I got to pay the bills or got to do whatever. Mm-hmm. What I often find is if I can, again, it's some of this is a little bit of coaching, but I can begin to look at them and say, what if, um, what if there was this, you know, let's say your job, your two word purpose that we use arts is connecting meaning. Where in your job are you able to connect meaning and how can you do more of that? Mm. And, and by asking that simple question, their wheels start to turn. And all of a sudden, not always, but all of a sudden they may have this glimmer of like, oh, I see. And they start to bloom where they're planted. Mm. Okay. okay. Which is because the first step for moving forward anyway. Correct. Because now they look at it and say, well, wait a minute, you know, really, there's just this one aspect of my job I really hate, but there's this other area I really love. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's kind of like the, the, the subtitle of my second book is called the, the Unpurpose Business Person. The subtitle, though, is doing more of what you do best more profitably. And profit in that sense is not just financial profit. It's, it's adding value. So what I often counsel people who come to me and I, I, you know, I do, I don't do, I'm not a career coach. Okay. I'm just a a purpose guy who who helps people (laughs) be on purpose. Okay. And that, that floats in many different directions. But what I really look at with them is uh, I'll say, um, what is it in your job? There's usually three dimensions. There's something you love. There's something you don't mind doing and there's something you hate. Okay. So let's talk about what do you love in your job and how do we do more of that? Let's talk about what you hate about your job. Now they might hate their boss and that's usually the case. I mean, uh, you know, Gallup organization. Yeah. Gallup organization does research on that. And they say most people don't leave companies, they leave bosses. Mm. So if that's the case, if you have a bad boss and I'll say to them, okay, let's, is there, is there somebody in, in the business that you could go maybe switch, you know, could you switch departments? Could you go find, a mentor somewhere else. Um, you know, those, there are strategies that are out there or is, have you ever had a great boss, you know, or how, what strategies can we do to maybe create a better relationship with the current boss you have? Um, or it's kind of at some level, this one of the strategies might be like the kids used to talk, talk to the hand. Yes. <laughs> you don't ignore them, but you, you know, you don't, you don't let him penetrate your identity. Right. You know, you actually can kill them with kindness, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but the idea, though, is you've got these, these, you know, one third is what you love, one third is what you don't mind, and one third is what you hate. How do we get you to spend, to invest, not spend, how do we get you to invest more time in these top two so that your job begins to take on meaning? Now, that may mean that you've got to renegotiate some things, mm-hmm. go to your, go to the powers to be, uh, say to your team, Look, of the things that we do here, this is the part where I really think I can excel. I've got some ideas that can make it better. Are you open to that? Mm. And you begin to go more and more into the aspect of your job that you love, because if you like the company, but you have a bad boss, but if you don't like the company, 
that's a whole different story. Okay. Uh, but th- this is the way that you begin to sort of bloom where you're planted. And if it's really a place where it's toxic, then, you know, go find, go find somewhere else. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't stay in the toxicity. Right. Right. But sometimes, sometimes we have to look in the mirror and realize that maybe the toxicity is within us, that we're the one that's sort of poisoning our own well. Um, and again, I, every, every situation is unique, as you both know. Um, Absolutely. Uh, well, I was very interested in my purpose statement because I I'm realized how that completely pervaded my life. Um, my purpose statement is securing well-being. And I am completely about prevention and therefore securing well-being. I'm the one in the family that made sure we had insurance on everything. I'm the one in the family that makes sure we're taking vitamins and doing all the good things as much as you can get kids to do that. They're grown now. They do what they do. (laughs) But when they were young, that was that was very important to me. And so, you know, and it isn't just that what I do with my coaching is about securing well-being in my clients and and on this show, securing well-being in our audience. So it's it's just so on the money. It's who I am. Yeah. Now, if I may, Chris, I'm going to do a little coaching here. Okay. Okay. Let me do a little you know, because, and again, this is a, to some extent for the benefit of our listening audience. And if you're yes. willing, and you can always push back and say, oh, I prefer not to go there. Be um, gentle. <laughs> yeah. Um, have there been times in your life where you felt very insecure? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, you know, see what generally happens is that a two word purpose statement, there's, it's, it's a double edged sword where there's a dark and a light. And, and we know the darkness and we know what it's like. Therefore, we're, we're somewhat obsessed in a nice way. Let's call it maybe passionate. Control freak? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't say control. Yeah, but I mean, okay. well, that's, that's going in a whole different direction where I was going. But, um, but, but it's, it's called that we, we can, it's why you're, it, it's, it's your experience of insecurity, which accentuates your desire desire for the security gotcha, and, and for securing of the well-being of others. But there's, there's three dimensions to a two word purpose statement. And uh, there's the three aspects and, and the um, this is not a religious discussion, if you will, but it's a spiritual discussion. So yes. because you talk about mind, body, spirit, we can talk about the spirit side. Now people can come from, you know, they can be a, a Christian, Jewish, um, Buddhist, Hindu, Muslim, right. New Age, um, pantheist, uh, you know, um, mythology, Greek myth. I don't, you know, that if there's some sort of higher being that they understand is out there, let's just call it higher being. And then there's self and then there's others. And that there is, and, and the way I actually prefer to do it is I like to talk about the higher being because it's higher, it's above us. And then there's us and then there's others. So that you got this higher being and what typically happens is pouring into us. Okay. And as, as most creatives will talk about as it comes in, then we want to give it out. So our, it's, it's this upward, it's a flow from up downloading into us and then flowing out as though my hands are pushing out for those that are listening. And, and so it's, it's this flow that we're in and your two word purpose statement is a part of that. So what happens is, First, your two-word purpose statement is about your higher being in you. Hmm. And so if that is disrupted, then it's kind of like a, a think about it like a, a, a diaphragm in a, a, a nozzle that if you, if you close it off, less of that flow is able to get through. Hmm. If you open it up wide, more of it comes in. So if we cut our, ourselves off from our spiritual dimension, if you will, th- then we're, we're playing with less flow. Or if you think about it in terms of bandwidth, you know, it's like being on a, what is it, a 3G network versus 5G. You know, you just can't get enough bandwidth through there. 
And, and so it's a lot of us are playing on, uh, or I guess it was LTE was even before 3G or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're on an LTE network and everybody else is on 5G, you're, you know, you're just doing, you're sl- everything's going slower for you. Life's not happening the way, the same way it is for other people. And you're like, what's going on with it? So at some level, this, this ability to, to get the downloads, literally mm-hmm. in that sense, you know, a faster download um, and then to receive it. You have to be willing to receive it and then you are able to give it. So the more that you're able to keep this flow, this conduit, if you will, moving, um, that's where both uh, the fluidity that occurs is where the joy is, the energy. The energy that's flowing is, is very powerful in that regard. And yet most of us tend to, and particularly women, I'm going to say this again, I'm not trying to be um, misogynistic here. Uh, generally, I find with the women is they're so focused on the well-being of others that they forget to take care of themselves and they, they tend not to take care of their spirits or their bodies and they, they just they burn out and they're at high risk of that. And, and so, again, it's one of those things where you can look at it and say, from a diagnostic point of view, have I sort of cut myself off from my higher being? Have I denied who I am? And am I just so busy serving others? Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and now I'm getting sort of ticked off at these other people who aren't appreciating what I'm doing for them. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> called codependency. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that would be the psychological term of it, I think. But yeah. So you see, that's, that's where I'm, I'm always trying to help people. I mean, g- going right back to your show, the new reality. What is the new reality? What is the solution? How do I get to this new reality um, which I would assume in your case, the new reality is a better reality mm-hmm. um, than the current reality. Yes. And, and that's, the, you know, so I always try to give people diagnostics, tools, ways of seeing things um, so that they can self-analyze um, and move on and understand, oh, that's what's happening. I'm in, I'm cut off here. Or it's like the, the, the heart, the head and the hands and the stomach. You know, when you can when you can begin to look at it and say, okay, there's some things going on. It just seems like it's hitting me like a a windstorm, but in fact, it's not a windstorm. It's just hitting different areas of your body, or in this case, the the flow of from higher being to self to others. Very very cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. I have a well, curiosity about, uh, and this may be getting too deep into your weeds here. Um, you came up with these words um, that. Uh, if there is truth in what you're doing, it's hidden in these 32 words. How did you decide which 32 words to use? Well, I mean, it's it's 32 it's 32 pairings of words. Pairings, okay, yes. yeah. okay, and the actual um, words themselves that you had to right. you had to pick what you wanted to be paired. How did you do that? Yeah. Well, I looked at. I have a very. Uh, I'm not a dogmatic person, but I am a structural person in the sense that I understand there's a certain structure to these things. Mm-hmm. One of the things you'll note is each one of your two word purpose statements has it begins with an ing word connecting and securing. Right. Um, so first, that's one of the criteria that I look at. And I can, if you want to, I can talk about why that's important that it's an ing word. Well, INGs um, to me are all processes. That that just means that's a process of some kind well, going on. Yeah, for, for the English majors out there, it's it's a it's an active verb or a gerund is mm. another way of describing it. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is it is active or a process, if you will. Um, I you know I was connecting, I am connecting, I will be connecting. So it's mm. all past, present, and future. Right. So it's, it's always there where a lot of people will come to me and say, oh, I know my two word purpose is to connect meaning. And I'm going, no, you do no, it once you're done. <laughs> you know, it's sorry, you know, secure well-being. Well, you do it once you're done. That's it. Kids. <laughs> my life's over. You know? but no, no, no. That's not the way. So that ING, that's what I said. So there's a structure to it. So first of all, every, every one of those 32 had to meet the structure that I use. The second word I should add, just since we're here, is that it's a, what I call positive attribute, perhaps something that's aspirational for you, uh, or it's more than likely something that you really have a high degree of concentration in, Uh, or it needs to be developed. You know, that's why I said for some people it's aspirational. So they'll look at it and say, Oh gosh, 
you know, it's like securing well-being. No, that's, I just, you know, I'm a mess. I just, I'm such a mess. And, and I look at it and say, yes, you're a mess. But don't you understand if you look at the securing well-being and you begin to order in terms of your purpose, vision, mission, and values, if you articulate those things, they're more likely to appear in your life in a marvelous and miraculous way, because I truly do believe that the higher being is conspiring for your benefit rather than trying to unravel. Now there is unraveling and it's because that's just the nature of life. Life is one where it's destructive. And, and so this destructive nature, you know, leave a, leave a car sitting on a road for a year and it's going to rust out, right. keep it dry, maintain it and do what it needs to do. It's going to keep going. Yeah. All the time here. Entropy is always going. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Look at, and so the idea is, yeah, we keep it, we keep our maintenance. We've got to always maintain our maintenance and keep things up. So we have to overcome the natural gravity of decline. But whenever we're willing to do that and we take ownership of who we are, you know, we're much better off. So these positive attributes as the second word, which may be aspirational or it may be extraordinarily like, that's me. That's what I'm about. I mean, generally speaking, I find that when people have a few years on them, on the chassis, so to speak, using the car analogy, when there's a few years on the chassis, the two word purpose statement tends to be more recognizable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Definitely. Um, yeah. But you also help businesses and um, that's, that's your primary thing. So um, how do you help an organization to be on purpose and can an organization be on purpose? Yeah. Well, I mean, that great, great question. I mean, in the sense that, um, that I do the same thing, I help organizations articulate their purpose, vision, mission, and values. And here's sort of like my, what I consider to be my, you know, Einstein had E equals MC squared, which was the theory of relativity. I have my version of the theory of maybe relationship. And that is that the, uh, what I call the on-purpose principle. And the on-purpose principle is very simple. It states uh, the alignment of the purpose of the person with the purpose of the organization is where the energy is. Mm. And, and everything other than alignment of the purpose of the person with the purpose of the organization is manipulation. And that doesn't necessarily mean bad manipulation in the sense of psychological manipulation. I'm just saying it's, it's, we're, we're trying to manage it. We're trying to manipulate it. We're trying to work around something that doesn't exist. There's not a meaningful connection to use arts, Dr. Arts you know, term here. If there's not a meaningful connection, then all you can do is you got to sort of fake it. Yes. Or you say, I'm doing doing it for the money. Uh, Going back to that question, you know, if I can make help somebody make that connection that's going on, suddenly it makes sense maybe why they're on their job and why they've been maybe uniquely positioned to be there for that very thing. Mm. Um, How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I studied, um, uh, oh God, John Maxwell's leadership books. Mm -hmm. And um, he talks about the law of the lid. He has 21 laws of leadership. And he talks about the law of the lid, meaning that um, if the, on a scale of one to 10, if the CEO or the president or the owner is at a leadership level of seven, the organization will be at a six. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's interesting to me um, that you can take all the people within an organization and help them to get on board with the purpose. Like I I'm thinking the purpose would be the main purpose of the person, the person who founded the, the company, but maybe that's not necessarily so. It sometimes is it depends on the size of the organization when the company was founded, but you will find that there's DNA in businesses. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just a, a great example would be uh, IBM versus digital equipment corporation, which no longer exists. IBM does, but there, there were just, um, you know, one was built to be a marketing and sales organization. One was built to be a technology company. And at some level you can build the greatest, you know, the old theory, build the greatest mousetrap in the world and the world will be the path to your door. It takes marketing. Yeah. It takes sales, you know, (laughs) okay. (laughs) You know, your technology may take you so far, but at some level, and it did that for digital equipment course. I mean, it became like a $12 billion business in the eighties but eventually it just it, IBM is a good example as a competitor, just sort of 
just outsold them with actually inferior product, but better sales and marketing. Mm. And, and so eventually deck got absorbed, I believe into compact and then Hewlett Packard and then, you know, whatever, it was just sort of, it, it just got swept in right. uh, as is right. often the case. Um, Interesting. But yeah, with businesses, you know, one of the things I, I do is I, I like to say, if we can articulate the purpose, vision, mission, and values of the business, and then we, if we help the, the people that are on the team articulate their personal purpose, vision, mission, and values, because again, most people are not strategic. So when corporate speak starts going in and saying, well, here's our purpose, vision, mission, and values, people are yawning. They don't get it. Right. But when you start, to, when you work with people and you say, here's your purpose, vision, mission, and values, and a lot of companies don't like to talk about that because they want unaware um, employees. That's a term I don't yet like to use because it's pejorative, but they want human resources. Right. They want assets. Right. They don't want human beings showing up with a heart, a head, and a hands and needs right. to go along with right. that. Where in fact, actually, that's a, that's a healthier, more productive person when they have their purpose, vision, mission, and values. So there, you know, so a lot of the, the traditional corporate CEO-based model is out of the industrial revolution, and it's extraordinarily oppressive. Even today, it's extraordinarily oppressive. It doesn't necessarily mean to be, but it's kind of the system is working against it. That's why you know, I've got a, a relatively new book called Chief Leadership Officer, which is sitting there saying the future is going to be led by by chief leadership officers rather than CEOs, because people would sooner be led than executed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really at some level it's, and it's not that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very pro-business capitalist, you know, believer in what all the good that capitalism can do. We're just screwing it up. <clears throat> and that um, really what, what it comes down to is that um, CEOs are doing business incompletely right. And that's yeah. all it is. It's everything they're doing. They're doing a whole lot of good stuff. Okay. The, the disciplines of business, they're doing great. When it comes to the principles of leadership, they're not, do, they're not doing it. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, I'm not saying all, I mean, again, there are, there are some wonderful examples of that generally in mid market companies, the larger businesses. I mean, Oh my gosh, I read what they write about purpose and all of that sort of stuff. And they're just so misguided. It's just, it's, it's heartbreaking. Hmm. It's, it's, it's become, for some, it's become their cause marketing, um, but it's like trying to sprinkle purpose dust on it and thinking that now we've got, now we're, we're off on guard, you know, we're, we're with it. We're a purpose driven company. We're not driven or called. <laughs> you know, so they have all these sorts of buzzwords that they throw out there. And then the truth is, is they're really not, they're not, they're not applying purpose in the way that I'm describing the spirit of a person, the spirit of an organization is the part that they're missing. Right, right. You know, this there's may a reason be getting a little too too personal. Uh, what is your two word? Uh, yeah, purpose? no, mine mine is being on purpose with the hyphen. It makes it one word. Um, <laughs> yeah, and there is a three word purpose statement. I have uh, lighting the way is one of the options that's out there. But uh, the, the the being on purpose is there because I really I'm a I'm a futurist. I I've been talking about purpose for 33 years. There's there's nobody on the planet I think that's been talking about it as long as I have. There might be there might be one or two. I I, I take that back. Um, uh, but with the depth of understanding, I think I may be the only one. That's why I sit there and say, you know, I just don't know of another person on the planet that that because I've lived it every day for 33 years. Mm. I, I was called to this. I didn't ask for it, um, but it just it just it flows for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, in that regard. So, uh, but I struggle with being just being present. You know, I'm, I'm, my mind's prone to go into the future and, and, and or I'm going into analytic mode on something that's happening. Yeah. Uh, even as I'm having conversations with family or friends or whatever it is, I'm always looking for, or I'm looking for something funny. I, I, you know, I have a good sense of humor and I like to find funny things in yeah. sometimes even morbid situations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, that's well, what I, I ask my clients. Uh, do you live more in the past, the present, or the future? And I get them to uh, to look at it because if they are haunted by certain negative emotions, we've already been able to identify which one of them live in the past, you know, which ones live in the future. And so you're running a process to um, to, to terrorize yourself 
uh, with these emotions. You go off into the past and you connect with one of those and you bring it back to the present moment where it doesn't belong. Or you go off in the future and get this negative emotion of anxiety and you bring it back with you. It doesn't belong here. It's about something that's never even happened. Uh, Mark Twain said in my life i've survived many disasters and a couple of them actually happened and so uh, we can do that to ourselves you know so so i'm i'm always very curious i live in the future also because that's it's always going to be better than it is now so i love i want to be up there where it's better than it is right now well you know that we i talked i mentioned earlier the movie the lion king and, and i think the lion king is one of the most profound movies the scene where rafiki the baboon who's kind of a high priest Mm-hmm. Um, you know, finds a grown-up but adolescent uh, Simba and says, you know, follow me. And he takes him through this jungle maze of things that almost looks like brain synapse. Mm-hmm. If, you really look, if you really go look at the clip, it looks like he's running through brain synapse, which would be like mm-hmm. running through memories. Mm-hmm. And this tangled web of things that are going on. And then he brings them to this pond and it's still. And I like to think that's where your purpose is because purpose is the ultimate place of rest. So here he takes him to this pond and he says, he says, I don't know who I am. He says, I know who you are. Follow me. And that's where he takes him through everything. And, and then he looks into the pond and he only sees himself. And, and then Rafiki says to him, look deeper. And he looks again. And that's when he sees Mufasa, his father. Because what happens is most of us are not good at looking deeper. We need a guide. That's, you know, what Art or Dr. Christina, what you're doing is you're guiding them where I'm guiding them into to look deeper. deeper. And, and then they see, and what the, what's he said, you know, it does, and he hits him on the head with the, the stick. He says, you don't know what I've done for you. He hits him with the head and he says, um, why'd you do that? He says, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. <laughs> and then I love he, that. Remember that? And yes. then he swings, he swings at him again, and he goes like that, and he, and he doesn't hit him. He says, ah, you learned. <laughs> you see, and, and, that, and then he says, you know what? i got to go on with my life. And then, then Simba becomes the Lion King. I mean, that, that, that three-minute clip is just so powerful. Yeah. And uh, I, I would encourage anybody that's listening is go on YouTube. It's there. Look up Simba and Rafiki or something like that. Lion King, Simba and Rafiki. It is a powerful transforming transcending moment that all of us have available to us i love that that is awesome yeah wow so i guess you know in in the last you've been doing this 33 years has anything changed over that time in terms of the work that you do Yes. I mean, in terms of, well, when I've grown and I understand it, when I wrote The On Purpose Person, my first book, I, it was, I, I go back and I reread the book and I go, wow, I didn't know that was in there. I mean, I still do that. Um, I was just, it was a, it was a download. Um, but what happened back 33 years ago, when I started talking about purpose, people had no idea what I was talking about. Zero. Mm. Now, um, purpose is in every other title. It seems like I have a book that comes out. And what I now find is back then I was battling the introduction of it. Today, I'm actually battling the, the, the shallow misunderstandings, misconstru- misconstruction of it. And, and so it, in many ways, my job has become even more difficult because before at least I had a fairly open field now it's been plowed on built on and and in many cases i have to help people sort of tear down their preconceived notions and i and i don't and i try not to be you know i don't want to be a you know i'm the old guy and i told you so and this is the way it is (laughs) i'm trying to be really meet people where they are i think that's important is to meet people where they are walk with them and, and hopefully build enough relationship and trust that they look at and say you know what this guy knows some interesting things um yeah. So, there's a lot so how of, many people do you think you've helped with this process? And well, just with the on with the onpurpose.me tool, uh, the online tool, we have actually had, I think the last time I looked, it was about 8,500 people have used the tool. Great. Okay. Um, you know, and I, to me, uh, you know, with my vision of eradicating meaninglessness from the planet, my, well, my vision is the on-purpose planet where every person knows their purpose 
and they're working in an on-purpose organization, whether that's a family, uh, a marriage, a business, a uh, church, uh, synagogue, um, you know, whatever, a school agency, whatever it may be. Um, and, and so for me, I've barely scratched the surface. I mean, I'm more excited. I now have a tool that took yeah. me 30 years to build. Wow. So we, yeah, we first launched that in 2019. Now I've been using the two word method for probably 25 years. Oh, okay. Um, but it, it, I just kept saying, this is just, you know, how do we replicate this and make it easy for people? And, and so mm. finally with the technology, I was able to invest a fair amount of dollars and time and energy and talented people to develop a tool like that, that we are able to make available to people. Awesome. Well, I, I want people to know about your books and how to reach you and your free gift. So maybe uh, Thomas, can you put uh, the free gift on the screen and um, maybe Kevin, you can talk a little bit about how that works. It's pretty simple. Yeah. yeah the on purpose proverbs is something that you know, it says uh, wisdom, wisdom and whimsy, not, not whimsy, not whimsy. <laughs> <laughs> whimsy. Definitely um, not me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a very simple book. It's a PDF. It's a free download. Um, I write these little short blips, uh, little quotes. Like one of my quotes is boldness occurs when passion rises and vanity falls. Mm. Um, I, I have these little proverbs that I like to write. And so this is a collection of, uh, I think there's about 16 or of them with illustrations. And it's, it's something that somebody can go through if they're feeling kind of down or, 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 you know, just or just looking for a little bit of a breath of inspiration. They could go through this in about three minutes and just find, oh, there's one that's speaking to me right now hmm. um, with both visual images as well as words. Um, right. So it's, it's really a joy for me to be able to share this with people. Awesome. Awesome. And, and if they want to reach me, they can uh, onpurpose.com is our website. And that's everything starts at onpurpose.com, whether they want to find their two word purpose or business consulting or individual coaching or whatever it may be that they're looking for. Everything starts at onpurpose.com. And Thomas, can you show his books too, so that people can identify them? They're on Amazon or are they on your website? No, they're on Amazon. They're also on the website. And um, I apologize. I did not get him a good, clear image. So if you're looking on there, that's my my fault. I own 100% responsibility for that. But um, yeah, the on-purpose person and the on-purpose business are both on Amazon and and also Audible. Um, If you're an Audible listener, they're there as well. Awesome. And I didn't narrate the books. And I should just say the books are called Modern Parables, which means they're narratives, not me talking to you. So it's me arguing with me because I have characters. So they're they're fast, easy reads. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Excellent. So onpurpose.com. Mm-hmm. And to do the uh, two-word thing, uh, it's onpurpose.me. On purpose. That's onpurpose.me. That's correct. Very good. On purpose.me. And there's no hyphen or anything. It's just one word. Either way. Either way. Either okay. way. Yeah. If they want Excellent. to do, yeah. But just on purpose.com or on purpose me will get, is, will get you there. Those are two different websites. Excellent. It's so great to connect with you again after all these years. Likewise. Yeah. Good to see you. It's, a, it's an art. Just what a delight to get to meet you. Well, same here. We were so concerned when you uh, weren't there and then to find out what happened to you. So welcome yeah. back. We're glad yeah. you yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, a, March has been a tough shift. Oh, that's, 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 my, that's my newest book. It's called Tough Shift. <laughs> and and I, you know, I, I released it, I think, in January or February. And it's like, boy, I didn't anticipate what... You, know, you put a book out there, it's like, you got to live it now. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, well, see again. That? See that? Oh, yeah. That's a, <laughs> you have to say it slowly. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like to have fun. Yeah. Well, thanks again for Thank being you. on. It's really been a pleasure. And uh, again, folks, if you want to get your two-word purpose, go to onpurpose.me. And uh, if you want to reach Kevin on purpose.com and um, just really cool to have your purpose. I know my purpose now I've got to learn how to use it in a way that really uh, furthers my, my life uh, 
I don't know. It, it, it's been very interesting when you talked about the dark and the light side of it. And, um, you know, I actually spent a lot of years in the way that you talked about mm-hmm. where I was giving mm-hmm. too much and not taking care of self. But at 64, I now am quite good at self-care. So it's what I preach, actually. So That's awesome. Yeah. And thanks for helping me understand better what mine means, because I like connecting meaning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, think, and I think you're very good at it. It's just my sense of it. I, mean, I can imagine people listening or talking with you, and you just have a warm, welcoming manner that would make somebody feel immediately comfortable. And well, I certainly the- hope so. I've been yeah. at it 42 years now, and professionally, so it's a... Yeah. It's a, it's wow. a, also a calling, not, not a job, mm-hmm. but a calling. Yeah. Yep. That's why I always tell people, you know, you're not purpose driven, you're purpose called. Right. Well, yeah. we are out of time. I hate to cut you off, but we just okay. got the high sign. That's so okay. thank you everybody Good for joining us. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed this show, please consider being a supporter. You can find that on our show page. Tune in every Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash new reality show for announcements of upcoming topics and exciting guest interviews. Bye for now.